Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Continuing with the next hadith uh, from Babu Sabr, the chapter on patience or sabr as we said is a very general term It doesn't just mean patience uh, but uh, the, uh, the concept of constraint, con- uh, holding oneself back when necessary um, So the next hadith, the next hadith, yes an Abi Sa'id. An Abi Sa'id wa No, actually the hadith before that. An Abi Abdul Rahman. Abdullah bin Mas'ud. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu he says, Qala ka'anni unzur ila Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yahki nabiyan min al-anbiya. Sadawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhim. Dharabahu qawmuhu. Fa'admawuhu wa huwa yamsahu al-dam an wajhi. Um, so in the battle of Uhud, uh, the Prophet um, he received uh, quite a few injuries in that battle, pretty bad. Um, his face was gashed, his, the helmet had been uh, impaled into his chin, his tooth was, uh, was cracked and chipped, um, he had a cut on his forehead as well. Um, and so when the battle started to calm down a bit, the Prophet um, his wounds needed to be cleaned. And so he's trying to clean the wounds and get the blood away. Um, and when the Prophet was cleaning the wounds away and cleaning the blood off, off of his face, he said these words. He said, Allahumma ghfirli qawmi fa'innahum la ya'lamun. Oh Allah, forgive my people for they don't know. They don't know who I am. They don't know what they're doing. They don't realize what's happening. So this is while he's, he's cleaning the blood off of, of his face. I think what Imam Noawi is also communicating to us by the placement of this hadith is that a lot of times the sabr that we'll have to do in life, the patience, will be due to some people that we interact with and their ignorance. Their ignorance. The patience that we'll have to put up with is due to people and their ignorance as well. And a lot of times we can deal with the stuff that happens just it happens, right? That's from Allah. But now you did that. So now I don't need to be patient with you because you're ignorant. So I could be ignorant back at you. No. The concept here is beautiful. The concept is even the, the adha or the hardship that comes from people is something that we also have to see as within the hand of God, in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and a test for us and something that we need to bear patiently. Let's look at the next one. And Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه he says ما يصيب المسلم very beautiful hadith ما يصيب المسلم من نصب ولا وصب ولا هم ولا حزن ولا أذن ولا غم حتى شوك يشاكها إلا كفر الله بها من خطاياه the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم says no Muslim is afflicted with any tiredness you worked all day you come home you're exhausted Fasted all day, 6 p.m., 6.30, exhausted. Wala nasabin. 
and no Muslim experiences any sickness of any type. No worries. No Muslim goes through any worry or anxiety. Or sadness. Or no hardship or, or, or pain. Gham and, and hum are very similar. Gham is a type of sadness and hum is a type of worry for the future. Like what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen? But gham is just kind of like a sadness. Hatta shawka, even a thorn that pricks a Muslim. Illa kafarallahu biha min al-khataya. All of these things are a form of kafara or expiation for difficulties or sins that we have committed in this world. So every single type of difficulty, every single type of tiredness. Notice there's a physical tiredness in, in, in marad, but then the Prophet also brings in the psychological. By the four, three words, he uses the words hum, which is worried about worry about tomorrow. Hazan is regret over yesterday. Like how many times do we just sit somewhere and we're just sitting there thinking about, oh man, tomorrow what am I going to do? Or we're like, I can't believe I said that yesterday. Oh man, I did this yesterday. Yesterday's gone, you can't get it back. Tomorrow, it may not come, but our mind, we're focusing on those two areas. And then the other gham, just sadness, just kind of down. All of those emotions that we're going through, whether they be psychological emotions or physical like pain we're actually going through, the Prophet says, I need you to put that in perspective. I need you to realize that it's not just for no reason. There is a, there's a hikmah behind there. There's a benefit that you're getting through that. And the benefit is the kafara or the expiation of one's sins that one has done. Another hadith. And, and, and because of that, uh, the, the next hadith is beautiful too because the Prophet himself. And Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an qal, دَخَلْتُ عَلَى النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَهُوَ يُعَكْ So Ibn Mas'ud says that I went to the Prophet وسلم, when he had a very extreme fever because he was getting close to passing away. He had a very intense fever. فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ إِنَّكَ تُعَكْ وَكْعًا شَدِيدًا He said, يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ You have an, a very intense fever. قَالَ أَجَلْ But look how he looks at, look at, the, look at the perspective. It's not about the difficulty, but your ability to change your perspective on the difficulty. That's what you have control over. The perspective you have on it. So he says, قَالَ أَجَلْ إِنِّي أُعَكْ He's like, yeah, yeah. When I get a fever, I get a fever like two of you. Qultu. Then the Sahabi, he goes, yeah, yeah, you know why? Because you get two rewards too. You wanted to make the Prophet so I feel good. He's like, yes, you're right. That's right. I get double reward, inshallah. The Prophet then made it general. He said, similarly, every single Muslim who goes through any adha, any hardship, shawkatun, even a thorn being a prick. I read one hadith that says, one of my favorite, you know how sometimes you reach in this pocket and the, your keys aren't there, your wallet's not there, so then you got to reach in this pocket? Hadith even says that's a hardship. I'm, I, I always miss, lose my keys, so I'm, this is a lot of sins forgiven, man. Doing that all the time, my bag here, where, where did I leave my keys? The Prophet says, even that is a difficulty, and that's a form of kafara. So just looking at that perspective. So the Prophet said him, he says, Yeah, I get double the pain, double the fever. Yep, inshallah, I'll get double the reward. But here's the thing: any Muslim that goes through any hardship, shokatun fama a thorn 
pricking you or anything above. This is the hadith. Like, in, unless you really, really like internalize this hadith, the next time you stub your toe, the next time you like something that's like a little bit of painful, like your this hadith should come to mind. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, 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 alhamdulillah. Now we don't ask for it. You're not walking around like bumping your head in this stuff. But nonetheless, when it does happen, you say alhamdulillah. Or as a result of this hardship, some of your sins are taken away. Just as the same way, um, uh, when, a, when fall comes, the leaves of a tree come on, come off. Let's do one more hadith, inshallah. Difficulties can be hard, right? Life is full of difficulties. And sometimes um, they can make us feel like there's nowhere to go. Like there's no way out, right? There's no way out. And the thing to remember is mahal. What that means is something staying constant is impossible. The nature of this world is always changing. Always changing. States are always changing. So why do I say that? It's because if you're in a difficult, we have to remember that. Look at this hadith. And Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu قال, قال Rasul sallallahu لا يتمنى أحدكم الموت لذر أصابه. Let none of you ever wish for death due to a difficulty that you're going through. فإن كان لابد, if you must make a dua, if you must, you feel like you must make a dua, فليقول, then make this dua. اللهم حيني, O Allah, keep me alive. ما كانت الحياة خيرا لي. As long as life is good for me. As long as I'm getting closer to you through these breaths that I take, keep me alive. If every step, breath is a step closer, higher in my Jannah, higher to you, increasing you more, then keep me alive. And oh Allah, when, when, when life is no longer good for me, what good? Not easy, good. When life is no longer good for me, meaning my, my deeds aren't increasing, then if it's time, then take me back. Imam Noah actually brings this hadith twice in his book. The other place in the book is in a chapter that is called the um, disapproval of asking for death for a physical difficulty, psychological, physical, financial, all of the worldly, but the permissibility for asking for it for a dini or religious uh, difficulty. What does that mean? Like if life is going to push me to the point where it may lead me to kufr or disbelief or away from God. Oh Allah, let me leave this world. Because the thing is, I want to leave with iman. I want to leave with faith. So check, this is, this is interesting. Imam Bukhari. Imam Bukhari. Um, we all know him. Greatest muhaddith. You know, he left this book for us, with, which is the most authentic book of hadith. Well, what people don't know about him is like at the end of his life, he was... He was pretty much ostracized. He was banished from his hometown. And he was like canceled, straight up canceled. You couldn't take his name anymore. And it was because of a fitna. A fitna about, um, you know, oh, is the Quran created or not? And these like theological debates that the, uh, that the government was actually involved in forcing people to say. And so people had started spreading rumors about him, that he was saying these fatwas and this and that. And he was banished from his city. And he makes, 
he realized, I don't have anywhere to go. I've done my work. I've done the work of this deen. He knows these hadith. So he makes this dua. He makes this dua. And very shortly after he makes this dua, he leaves the world. He leaves the world. Ya Allah, if, if there's no more khair left in this world for me, then I'm ready to come back to you. Right? I'm ready to come back. And that's the balance the believer has. Because all of this we study, the Quran, the Hadith, and all these things teach us love Allah, love to meet God. But then there comes this kind of pull. But like, wait, I want to meet God, but the only way to meet God is through death. But I like life. Right? And so that's the balance that the Prophet is teaching us. Life is a blessing from God. Every day you grow older is a day you grow closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You increase. A person passed away. SubhanAllah. There was a person that died as a martyr, and then a person who died a year later. And during the time of the Sahaba, the Prophet was there. Someone saw a dream of this person, right, regarding the person that died later, that he was in a higher place in Jannah. And the Prophet said, of course, didn't he pray a year's worth more of prayers? Didn't he fast another Ramadan? Didn't he live so much more lo longer? The point is, every breath we have is such a great blessing. So we're not fatalists. We're not the or we're not ones that just want to leave. Oh, I came to this world, I just want to get out of it. No, every moment is a gift from God that you must value. Even the difficult ones, because they're from God too. But the point is when the fear comes that these difficulties may mess up my deen and my relationship with God, that is the only moment where the most a person can say is, Ya Allah, let me come back to you when, uh, when it's good to come back to you. And, and, and when life isn't good for anymore, let me come back. But if there's still good for me to do here, then let me stay. So I think this is just a beautiful dua. So he puts this in another chapter which says, Never ask for death for a hardship that has hit you, but the permissibility of asking Allah to let you come back to him when you fear that your religious or your relationship with Allah is no longer going to improve or can become harmed. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Um, Give us tawfiq, inshallah, to understand our sabr, the role of sabr in our lives, um, and to realize that Ramadan is the month of sabr, where we get a practical lesson in that sabr. But all of these hadith are there to remind you through the difficulties and the, the hardships that we go through psychologically or physically, um, that there's a point behind all of it, inshallah. May Allah accept from us, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. As-salamu alaykum.